Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's the best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I'm Dan Day on a Miami Monday. You know how we do it on Mayandays. We do it like a Miami Monday. We call it Mayandays now, I guess, because... We tailor the show a little bit more Miami. So going to have some local music and flavor as the show goes on. Not to mention, Joe Rowe is going to be catching up with the Orange Bulls. Orange Bull right here in Miami. Eric Palms. Dan Levitar keeps Art Basil going. That's a Miami exclusive. Hawk and Crowder. Hawk went to the University of Miami. Crowder played for the Dolphins. Today they're going to be talking about Scarface Anniversary and the Miami Miracle. Does it get more 305 than that? I don't think so. Got some headlines for you. Not all Miami, but pretty close. The Dolphins fell late to the Jets yesterday, 22-21. Miami is back in New York Sunday at 1 to play the Giants. Tonight, it's the Eagles against the Eli Manning-led Giants at 8-15. The Canes have reopened the quarterback competition and are headed to Shreveport, Louisiana to play the 9-3 Louisiana Tech Bulldogs in the Independence Bowl December 26th at 4 p.m. In the college football playoffs, number one LSU takes on number four Oklahoma, while number two Ohio State squares off against number three Clemson later this month. Tyler Hero dominated in yesterday's overtime, finishing with 27 in a 110-105 heat win over the Bulls. Miami's back home tomorrow night against Atlanta. It was a winning weekend for the Panthers as they downed Columbus 4-1 Saturday, then defeated the Sharks 5-1 yesterday. The nine-game homestand continues as Florida will play the Lightning tomorrow night at 7. The Marlins have not been selected to play in any of next season's Sunday night baseball games, and manager Don Mattingly came up a few votes short from getting into the Baseball Hall of Fame for his playing days. Good news for the Finns. They released the design for their new jersey. Now, let's take a step into the day spa. <sighs> Over the weekend in Germany, a raccoon drank some discarded wine, got drunk, and stumbled around a Christmas village before passing out. Sadly, a hunter shot the raccoon in his sleep. I hate that dude. A 26-year-old Arizona man clad in reindeer slippers was arrested for dumping an elderly woman out of her wheelchair on a mass transit train. This right here is the feel-good story of the holidays. Need some more holiday cheer? Walmart has apologized for selling Christmas sweaters making references to doing illicit drugs. Best seasonal sweater ever. Season's greetings. The city of Tampa is now issuing summons for parking violations going back as far as seven years ago. Almost thought I got away with not paying that ticket, but nope. Maurizio Catalan's artwork dubbed Comedian had a busy Art Basel weekend. First, it sold for $120,000, had a part of the art eaten, then got shut down yesterday due to uncontrollable, unsafe crowds viewing it. All that for a banana taped to a wall. 
Last time people lined up this much to view a banana was... Yeah, I'm not going there. Now on the weather, brought to you by Hylia Park. Tonight's forecast calls for a 20% chance of rain with temperatures in the mid-70s. We'll see you at Champion Simulcast Center and Sports Bar at Hylia Park on Sunday, January 12th for the National Horse Players Championship Qualifier. There's $10,000 in prize money up for grabs, and the winner earns a seat in the Las Vegas Finals. Register now at HyliaPark.com. Getting things started with the Joe Rose Show. They get your day started weekdays from 6 to 10. Earlier, they met up with Orange Bowl President Eric Palms. What did they talk about? Well, the Florida-Virginia preview. That's going to be a good game, I'm telling you, at the Orange Bowl. The College Bowl jigsaw puzzle, and also the Orange Bowl's future. CEO of the Orange Bowl Committee, Eric Palm, is going to join us right now. Good morning, Eric. Welcome to the show. Good morning, guys. How are you? We're doing okay. How are you doing? Let's ask, how are you doing, Florida, Virginia? Excited? What were your thoughts? And and, we want to ask you down the road here how it it all came about. So can you explain and how do you feel about this game? We're fired up to bring the Gators back after it's been, what, 11 years since they were last year for the national championship game. And you never know, Joe. I mean, you know, the way this system's set up, you know, now when you have a semifinal, of course, you're 1-4-2-3. But when you have a traditional game, right? you know, we're partners with the ACC on one side. So, obviously, you watch that. But on the other side, we have a pool between the Big Ten, SEC, and Notre Dame. Depending on what happens, you know, on this past Saturday, has a domino effect on who ends up in the Orange Bowl. So, in the end, to get Florida down here uh, is a great thing. There's a lot of Gator fans down here, and Virginia's never been in our game, in our history. So we're excited about that. It'll be a great night on December 30th, and Hard Rock Stadium should be pretty pretty much rocking. Well, you're not going to have you're not going to have any problem. I don't know how Virginia travels, but obviously for Florida Gator fans, to, they're already all fired up last night. I was, everybody's asking for tickets. I explained to them they got to buy their own, man. You know we can't we can't be doing that. Hey, let me ask you. Uh, Penn State, Notre Dame, no shot to get those guys. Well, the way it works for us is after the semis are established and after the Rose and Sugar, we have a pool of the Big Ten, SEC, and Notre Dame. As I just mentioned, we don't know who's going to ultimately come out for those semifinals, and the Rose and Sugar have their own contract. So in the end, Florida was the highest-ranked team amongst the pool, Penn State, Notre Dame, and Florida Florida finished 9, Penn State 10, and Notre Dame was after them. So uh, it's a great situation for the Capital One Orange Bowl to have that pool, and uh, we have our matchup that uh, arrived at Florida versus Virginia. Let me ask you about Virginia. I'm not trying to take away from the game at all, Eric, so don't roll your eyes in because I can almost see you rolling your eyes on the phone. So Virginia just got pounded by Clemson in that game. They're out of the top 20. Are you still forced to take them? Was it next team up in the ACC you have to take, or how does that work? So in the, in the college football playoff era, there are three contract bowls. One is the Rose Bowl with the Big Ten, Pac-12. The second is the Sugar with the Big 12 SEC. And the third is the Orange with the ACC and our pool of Big Ten SEC Notre Dame. So they're contract. In this case, because Clemson, who Clemson is, you know, we get the next highest ranked team, and that was Virginia. And it's the same thing at the Sugar and Rose. I mean, a couple years ago, you had a situation where Auburn came in at 8-4, and and that's because of the contract that we have. So we're proud of it. ACC is an amazing partner. Candidly, this year was, you know, 
know, such a dominant year by Clemson that uh, all the other teams really uh, beat up on each other throughout the year, and Virginia emerged. And I'll, I'll tell you, I was in Charlottesville not this past Saturday, but the Friday before when they played Virginia Tech. And for that program to come from four years ago, that when they were two and ten, yeah. Bronco Mendenhall came in. He's a good coach. And the excitement, the excitement in Charlottesville, it was crazy. I mean, the, the field was stormed, and you know, it's great to see programs that are on the A cent. I think we have two of them in this year's game. Do you expect they'll travel? What do you expect, Virginia? What What are the thoughts on on how many fans they'll, they'll bring to the game? So this isn't a Gainesville situation. You know, it's hard to gauge because this is so new for Virginia. But I'll tell you a couple data points. One is just won the national championship in basketball. Right. And if you were in Minneapolis, I mean, they just swarmed that town. So you got that. And B, they haven't been in a big game since 1991 when they were in the Sugar Bowl. So we're excited about it. We think we think they're going to bring a lot of people. We saw how much energy there was in Charlottesville last week. We saw a bunch of fans in Charlotte this past weekend. So we're expecting big, excuse me, big things from uh, the Cavalier fan base. Isn't it nice, though, that we have the Final Four and there was no controversy, no arguments? I mean, it couldn't have been smoother for the argument of four's enough for people that feel that way. How do you feel about the four going forward, and do you think they got it right? I thought they did a pretty good job this year. Did a great job this year. Obviously, if Utah would have beat Oregon, there would have been the debate between you know Oklahoma and Utah. I mean, they, that was definitely out there when Oregon won. It kind of put that to bed. The bottom line is this. You've got five major conferences, and you have Notre Dame in this fourth spot. So there's going to be those debates that come periodically. This year, it fell into place. In previous years, there's been some debate that's been out there. But in the end, it's been a great improvement from the Bowl Championship Series era when there was only two teams that, that emerged. And I think they struck the right balance right now to have four teams that come in. I mean, they're playing 12-game schedules. They have conference championship games. If you watch this, the, 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 the conference championship games this past weekend, de facto quarterfinals. I mean, you know, Wisconsin's playing Ohio State. There's a lot on the line there. Uh, when Georgia's playing LSU, there's a lot on the line there. So uh, in the end, it fell into place, and uh, we're just happy to be part of the system. You know, we have a semifinal every three years, and this year we have a great traditional matchup. What, what do we have next now for, for the Orange Bowl, like for next year? We uh, we get semifinal game next yeah, year? We are two years away from our next semifinal, but next year is the 2021 College Football Playoff National Championship game. We partner with the Dolphins, Hard Rock Stadium, working with government, working with the CDBs. It's going to be huge. I mean, you look wow, at the, who's in the, yeah, you look at who's at the in the semifinals this year with LSU playing Oklahoma, Clemson, Ohio State. Can you imagine that type of national championship game down here will just be electric. Eric, do you guys get like an hour off after this year's Bulls are over before you start preparing for next year? Or, or it's just right to work right when done? Yeah, I got great respect for Rodney Barreto, Ray Martinez, all those guys running the Super Bowl because when you win the bid, which we won in November of 2017, working with Tom Garfinkel and his crew at Hard Rock Stadium, you're at it right away. And it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. I mean, you've got to raise a lot of money. You've got to build the infrastructure. So when the college football playoff comes down, you're ready to go. And so you combine that with an Orange Bowl that we have each and every year. Our Capital One Orange Bowl game not this year, but next year's on January 2nd, and nine days later will be the, the National Championship game. So, Hard Rock Stadium is going to be busy. It's been a great run for them. Last year was a semifinal. This year's a Super Bowl. Following year's a National Championship game, and the year after that is another semifinal. So, it's really the mecca of football. You know, it's a great, great venue. Eric, you know, that there's a good chance there could be 40-plus Gators fans at that game. You know that, right? You, kn- you know... 
just like yourself, when your true colors come out and, and you and all your buddies, you know, Eric can't really see. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, I can't even get him to laugh. I'm trying to break him up a no, little bit. No, you ain't going to break him. Uh, yeah, listen. There going to be a lot of damn Gator fans down here, man. Full disclosure, my brother went to Virginia a couple years before I did. He was there in the Ralph Sampson era. And when I was in Charlottesville, you know, a week and a half ago, I was walking around the uh, press box in the sweet area and ran into Ralph Sampson. And uh, it brought me back to how crazy it was when he played there. So uh, I've got ties to both schools. And, and by the way, you said the last time the Gators were here for that national championship. This guy. Uh, he's try- I'm he's trying to get away from it man. quick, right? There were a lot of Gators in that in that building for the national championship game years and years ago. Also, I happened to be there. Uh, there was a good contingent of, of uh, Oklahoma people there, too, but there was a lot Listen, man, of Gators in that stadium. No matter what Eric says, right. this is a Florida Gator home game coming up. We're just moving, shifting Gainesville down here it's Gainesville to a South. smaller right, stadium. Right, exactly. Right. That's it. Uh, right. listen, Eddie, listen, our last three traditional Capital One Orange Bowl games, we had Florida State play Michigan, we had Miami play Wisconsin, and now we have Florida play in Virginia. You know, it's a great combination, it really is, to have the local fan base here be connected to the game and also have an, a national program come in and be the opponent. It's a pers- perfect recipe, and uh, we're looking forward to it. You like to see Virginia. I mean, just be honest with me, though, for, for a second. Just me and you having a cold yeah. beer, not bothering anybody in the corner, <laughs> where you can, you know, take the tie, unloosen the tie a little bit. Yeah. You, you'd like to see Virginia like 10-3 and three right now? Would it make you feel a little better, Virginia 10-3, <laughs> and three, like 13 in the country or something? Would that be a little better? Listen, I would tell you that I've, I've been in this business a long time. You know, you I have. remember in 2012 when Clemson came in here and played West Virginia, and if you remember that game, it was a rout, and it was competitive in the first half, but just got away from Clemson. I would tell you, this is one person's opinion, that night set the stage of what you're seeing today because they're building blocks. And because we're connected to the ACC, to see where Virginia was when Bronco Mendehall came here yep. at 2-10 and 10, and what they've built. And I'll tell you, you know, you know, listen, you're more of a football guy than I am, but they were moving the ball, you know, against Clemson. You know, they were totally outmanned with regard to, you know, Clemson's offense, but uh, they got some firepower, and so I'm looking forward to see how Bryce Perkins does against a great Gator defense. You were talking about that West Virginia game where the Miramar guys came back home. That's right. Geno Smith That's was, right. Oh, was yeah. lighting it up yeah. all over the place, and he went over the top of the stadium, and he could hit his school, Miramar High School, right behind the stadium there. Anyway, <laughs> Eric, thank you, man. Really appreciate it. Let's get sales going here. Uh, oh, hold on a second. Yeah. I need t- I need like eight tickets to buy. Are you, are you good Whatever you need. All right. Whatever Whatever you need. No, he needs nine. He needs nine. I need one too, right? Eric, thank you, buddy. Appreciate you coming on. You're a good sport. You're a good good man out there. You you keep it going, Eric Palms. Love the Orange Bowl. Can't wait for the U to get back into it. And I think Manny Diaz will make that happen one day, hopefully sooner than later. It is a Miami Monday. Tweet at me, at Dan Day Radio. Put the hashtag Miami Monday. If I like what I read, I may repeat it on the air. Up next, speaking of Mondays, I'm going to have some Miami music, because it is Miami Monday, and a little Dan Lebetard. Here's what he has to offer. Give us an update there on the corner of 10th and Ocean. There were cars backing into each other. There are now people gathered around there. The The dog guy is hoping to survive with his $40 bid on Flembrandt's work, but that's not going to work. Still got still live painting during the break. He calls it far left there, the Tennessee Titans. Oh, yeah, you do not want to miss a second of that. Plus, they've got some weekend observations on the Best of the Joe Show. 
It's the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I'm Dan Day. Follow me on Twitter at Dan Day Radio. This is a Miami Monday, so you are hearing music straight out of the 305. This is Kokai and the Truth, Hole in My Heart. Ah, yeah. Good vibes to start out your week. Kokai and the Truth signed a Culture Shock Records, which is based right here in South Florida. On the way, we got some good South Florida guys. Hawkman and Crowd are having some fun celebrating Scarface and the Miami Miracle. But first, let's go to Dan Lebetard with some weekend observations and then Blim Brandt at Fart Basil. It is time for his two guys to share his game notes. No one in the media will tell you what happened better than my boys too. Dan! After a three-year retirement in Boca Raton and countless visits to the Blue Martini, Dan yes. Lane Kiffin yes. is back. Yes. Jets, Dolphins, 11 field goals. I hate them. Old Miss, great five-year run that eventually will all be vacated collision course. Thanks to the committee for robbing us of LSU, Alabama, Part 2 Can't believe Bill Belichick had the Chiefs' luggage sent to New Jersey. Packers, congratulations on winning ugly. And Baltimore Ravens, congratulations on sitting pretty. 60 Minutes ran a piece on a company that can reverse the aging process. Didn't watch it, but guessing... It had something to do with Alex Guerrero. Like every team he's played on without LeBron James, the Brooklyn Nets are better without Kyrie Irving. Dan, you understand that. Because when he missed games, when he played with LeBron James, LeBron James was still on the team. Just want to make sure you understand that. Why are you pointing at me? Well, I just, listen, it's a little bit confusing, and I wanted to make sure that you were clear on what it is I was saying. Thank you. You got it. What I'm saying is Kyrie sticks. The most Miami Dolphins thing ever is 21 points by way of seven field goals. And the most Jet thing ever is winning a must-lose game. Jets winning a meaningless game. What a fickin' disaster. You were scared of that when you did it. You, so you look, scared. You looked away from the microphone and and you like winced like someone who had been near an explosion. <laughs> Do you watch that game yesterday? Oh, God, no. What are you kidding me? <laughs> 11 field goals. 12 attempts. So Jet Dolphins. If you were wondering the whereabouts of Charles Clay, I found him. He's doing fine. Living in Phoenix, Arizona and catching an occasional touchdown pass for the Cardinals. Very occasional. Travis Kelsey could scoot. Reports are out of Tennessee that the Titans are exploring a new long-term deal for Ryan Tannehill. Don't do it. I care about you. Joe Burrow. Congratulations on closing on your new home. Utah, you are what we thought you were. Dan, you can't spell overrated without the U. The Utes. Oklahoma in, Alabama out, Nick Saban, that has to hurts. A tradition unlike any other. Dick Vitale's Rick Patino tweet. Dickie V. Titan fans, apologies in advance for the upcoming three-game losing streak. Drew Locke just might save John Elway. Baker Mayfield criticized 
how the Browns handled Odell Beckham Jr. Baker, do me a favor. Shut up. And you're becoming predictable. I'll make you a deal, though. If you can get a quarterback rating higher than Kyle Allen, maybe I'll listen. Clemson, Ohio State, feels like a title game. Even if they didn't, the committee got it wrong. Many years from now, when people ask, so what kind of quarterback was Jameis Winston? Show them the stat line from yesterday's game. Definitely don't show them the E to W video. Every na- <laughs> what happened? I still can't get over that thing. No, Reeling from he's it. eating his Pretty. fingers. Yeah, A to W. Yeah. yeah, I think they lost. Every now and then, it's nice to see Philip Rivers not in a rush. While we're all sitting around talking about the teams out west, the Bucks are beating the Clippers by 28 points. Until yesterday, I was still reeling that Mike Miller, the former Heat forward, who once told us he had a pet monkey, was the Knicks coach. If you watched every Oklahoma game and every Alabama game, there is no way you'd walk away saying Oklahoma is better than Alabama. The committee didn't walk. And why is the committee getting together championship weekend to watch all the games? They should be doing that every weekend. You're the committee. You decide who makes it to the playoffs. Why are we getting together all together one Saturday out of the year to watch all the games together? It's their job to do that every weekend. I don't like this committee, Dan. Usually the hot takes don't get in the way of the observations, though. I'm sorry, usually man. I'm don't just get fired this up about up. this one, man. Well, who's the best team Alabama beat? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. But they almost beat LSU. Who's the best team they beat? I have no idea. Did you watch all the games? Why did a sports it's not my argu- job to watch all? Why the games. did a sports argument break out in the middle of weekend observation? Because he said if you watched all the games and he didn't it's watch all the games, it's not my job to watch all the games. It's not my job to watch all the Oklahoma Alabama games. That is the committee's job to watch all of those games and not just their games. Every single second of every game. I mean Texas A and M, forty-seven twenty-eight. How about B when they were ranked? When they were ranked, Texas A and M when they were ranked. <laughs> when they were ranked whimpers at the end. That was a good win. That terrible win. Now that's the problem with the committee, Mike. That was will a you, good win. Will you oh, read sorry, the I'm weekend sorry. observations? I'm sorry, where was I? Philip Rivers relaxing. Oh, the Bucks. Mike Miller. Oklahoma, Alabama. Baker Mayfield throwing the Browns medical staff under the bus. Then tweeting it was not his intention to throw the Browns medical staff under the bus. Baker, the Stugats is strong in you. Brian Flores looks like he would beat the living hell out of you. The 49ers can beat you in a slugfest and can beat you in a shootout. You know what that means, Dan? Dan? You know what that means? They can beat you many ways. They can beat you a number of different ways, Dan-O. <laughs> You're on your game today. Dolphins, Jets, we all lost. Bill Belichick has everyone right where he wants them. Jameis Winston has more passing yards before the age of 26 than Peyton Manning. That's all I got. It is. <laughs> Ryan Day, some advice. Get your agent on the horn and let him know Lane Kiffin is making as much as you are. Texans, Broncos, any given Sunday. Broncos, ruining my money line parlays every given Sunday. Ted Simmons is a Hall of Famer and Barry Bonds is not. How we doing? Speaking of hell, Art Bryles. Dan, 
Those are the weekend observations. Give us an update there on the corner of 10th and Ocean. There were cars backing into each other. There are now people gathered around there. The the dog guy is hoping to survive with his $40 bid on Flembrandt's work, but that's not going to work. got still live painting during the break. He calls it far left there, the Tennessee Titans. Uh, he worked very hard on that and did it on a moment's notice because uh, Flembrandt is amazing that way. And it is a copycat league. It appears as though there's produce duct tape to a chair outside. I'm, I'm not sure if that's a lunch or an art installation. No, that is. That is. There's some apples and some and a rotten banana duct tape to a chair as art. All right, Billy, give us an update on what's happening down there. All right. Things got very heated during the break. We have now a bidding war going on for Jason's of franchise. We started at a $40 bid and it's been up since then to a $41 bid. We also had someone come on a bike who's FaceTiming a friend of hers, and I don't know that they actually want to buy anything. They just keep FaceTiming. The apple has since fallen yeah. off the duct tape, and the dog oh, has been trying to eat the art insulation. That's part of it. Oh, yeah, that's part of it. That, don't get me started on that dog. That dog already knocked over one of the paintings. This guy is going to have to pay us some money, and the dog keeps ruining everything. The apple? Uh, did the dog knock down the apple? The apple just fell down. Leave General it. incompetence. No, there. leave that. That's fine. That's fine. Don't worry about that, Stugat. The chair is not part of it, by the way. If anyone's bidding on this old nasty fruit, they don't get the chair. All right, uh, Stugat, uh, Flembrandt's, uh, excuse me, Flembrandt's art has fallen apart there. Uh, all right, Fle- Flembrandt, what do you have for us? Uh, are, are you going to make any deals? I got to get out of this bit at some point here because $41 is not a success for a national radio show. Well, right now, the way things are going, we're not even covering the expenses of the supplies. I'm going to be totally honest with you. So this seems like it was a total loss this bit this year. Oh, but who knows? Wow. It's art, right? Are people bidding on, on the phones? I heard that was going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tons. Hundreds of dollars. Tell the people that are there that. Oh, wow. You got to update. People are bidding hundreds of dollars on the phone. People are bidding hundreds of dollars on the phone? Oh, yeah. Hundreds of dollars. You should tell everybody that's there that they need to start upping their offers. All right. Anyone who's made an offer, I am letting you know now that people are making hundreds of dollars of offers on the phone. So He's your $40 lose everybody. ain't going to apply. Your $37 ain't going to apply. Your $22 not going to apply, even though I told you I'd throw in the necklace. It's not going to apply. We have reached hundreds of dollars on each of my pieces here, um, including but- the brand new one, the original I did called the Titans, which uh, is a beautiful painting. It just says eight paid on. Thank you, uh, Flembrandt. Uh, the the whole thing, I don't think that's going to work with them. I think your people are just going to leave, or you're going to have to go between your ta- tail between your legs to the guy with the dog and say, okay, for- I'll take $41. Listen, I am putting it back on my wall. I'm not taking $41 for any of these pieces. These pieces mean way too much to me, okay? So I am not taking $41 for anything. But you're, uh, lying, that's, that's just a, you're you? lying to the American people when you t- say that we're getting hundreds of dollars in calls. We're not getting any calls, taking any bids on your art. You're just lying to people. Well, that, listen, man, that's the way sales work sometimes, okay? <laughs> All right. You, you have one more <laughs> segment, I think, to make this We're going to keep, we're going to stay with this? Yeah, well, now he's got a, he's got boots on the ground. He's got to solicit uh, some, uh, some, uh, some art goers. Dean... Lebitard can be heard right here on 560 The Joe weekdays from 10 to 1. Then later in the afternoon from 3 to 6, it's the Huckman and Crowder Show. Going to visit with them next. They're going to celebrate Scarface, the Miami Miracle, plus plenty more. Not to mention some local Miami music because it is a Miami Monday here on the Best of the Joe Show. Nancy Nancy 
Welcome back to the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Dan. On this Miami Monday, we are featuring our very own South Florida band, Kokai and the Truth. This is Natty Promise. You hear that type of music, you say Mondays, no, Miami Mondays, they are. It's pretty, 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 pretty good. You know who else is pretty, 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 pretty good? Hawk and Crowder, especially on Mondays because they broadcast from the Twin Peaks and Davey. Earlier today, they were out there talking about Scarface. Is it campy? Miami Miracle Celebration, liking the Dolphins-Jets final outcome, applause to Fitzmagic, and they also give you some headlines. Today, in 1983, Scarface was released. And we are going to sprinkle in music from the Scarface soundtrack throughout the entirety of today's show. That question, does that movie hold up? Scarface might be the best movie of all time that holds up. I don't think it holds Hawk. up. And Hawk. it's probably one of my top ten movies. Hawk. Scarface? It's a little campier than you remember, um, it, isn't I, it? I watched it a couple months ago. Oh, I can watch it nonstop. I'm just saying it's a little campier than I originally no, viewed it. Man. Heck no. From from rags to riches, the story of every every 90% of movies are based on what Scarface was. Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. I love the movie. Top 10 movie of all time. I'm just saying when you watch it in 2019 versus 1983 or whenever you saw it for the first time. thought about 2000. It just feels a little campier, a little sillier. Now the blood in the shower is ketchup. <laughs> like I, the, the, the graphics aren't amazing, but the storyline. Frank. Come on, the Frank. Come on. Yeah, so, so Ryan's diet. It's one of my best impersonations. Frank. I like the turkey more, but I'll let you ride. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Land of the 80s. The, uh, the 1980s classic Scarface was released in U.S. theaters today in 1983. It was released in New York City on December 1st, but it was released nationwide on this day in 1983. And then another huge anniversary today, one year ago today, was the Miami Miracle, the uh, the uh, Miami Dolphins victory over the New England Patriots in miracle fashion. So we'll celebrate that today as well. We got a ton of stuff to get to. Brian Flores, he's going to address the media as he does every Monday at 2.30, so uh, more like 2.25. I notice uh, when he wins or they play well or if he's got something to say, like I'm sure he does today about that oh, pass yeah. interference, generally he gets on the mic like at 2.24. I think the outcome of yesterday's Dolphins game was absolutely perfect because I think Adam Gase looked like a boob, mm-hmm. which I love to see. Brian Flores looked like the dude, which I love to see. Ryan Fitzpatrick is fun as hell. Jason Sanders had a game. And at the end, they got a bad call, but it cost them a victory, which actually in the long run is a good thing. So I think I think yesterday's outcome was exactly what the Dolphins needed because you don't really feel like you lost. You didn't get your ass handed to you by by Adam Gase. And uh, and you really you got the benefit of having uh, another loss tacked onto a season. 
season where the, the best result at the end is a higher draft pick. The lo- the one point, I- I'm with you on that. It wasn't a butt whooping, but Greg Williams owned Chad O'Shea. They that- couldn't get into the end zone. Oh, and it was schemed up. They were rushing three. They had a per- they knew exactly what the Dolphins were doing in the red zone every single time. That's why Fitzpatrick kept running because they dropped eight. They made him run to his right, dictated the red zone game to the Dolphins' offense. I hated watching a scheme. You know I love X and O's. I hated watching Greg Williams out-scheme the Dolphins the but, entire game. But I will tell you this. Again, Greg Williams has the luxury of having a team that – is I don't want to say that they're world beaters, but they're NFL caliber players. Yeah. Brian Flores is doing with a team, and, and this isn't, like, it's not meant to diminish the guys on the team, and I know it's impossible to say this without it sounding that way, but I was talking with my friend Barry before the show started. What Brian Flores is doing with castoffs, who was that guy 86, the receiver? I don't know. I thought that was a Ronde Gadston. <laughs> no, like, it was I, I didn't know who that was. They don't have a jersey that fits a Ronde Gadston. This dude wasn't small. <laughs> like, there's there are guys on this roster. Brian Flores needs to receive a standing ovation wherever he goes. So, yes, Greg Williams out-schemed him, but every team should be able to out-scheme this team. Yeah. And every team, really roster-wise, should be able to throttle this team, and they're not. Um, Especially so, with Devontae and Wilson going down. I mean, come on. I'm cheering for Isaiah Ford. Isaiah Ford. Who, somebody texted in. Who is number 86 for the Dolphins yesterday? I'm sure we could look. Some, somebody texted in. <laughs> sure 67974. Maybe Solana knows. You're our, uh, you're our anchor man. Who was it, Solana? Number 86. No idea. All I, right. I should know because I watch the game. I do the post-game and pre-game and cover the Dolphins, and I don't know. But that's my point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, my point is that you don't know and I don't know. I mean, we watch this team more closely than any team we watch in South Florida. Someone will know. I'm like a genius here. I don't even know if Google knows. (laughs) When this Google picks up. Miami Dolphins. I know if I put in number 86, it's going to say Ronda Gadsden. Is that Kasicki? No, 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 no. He's 88. Kasicki's 88. Oh, it's not numerical. What are y'all doing to Anybody? Me website? 67974. Mac Hollins. We just signed him. Hollins. They just signed yeah, him Wednesday. Right. That's why I didn't know him. But that's what I'm saying. Like, Ryan Fitzpatrick is trying to beat a Greg Williams defense, and Greg Williams, is as ridiculous as he is, yeah. has a pretty good defensive resume. Yes, yes. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick's t- trying to do it. By throwing to Isaiah Ford, who hasn't been able to get off the practice squad in how many seasons? Three. And Lionel Mac. Hollins, <laughs> who last I looked was coaching the NBA. <laughs> Mac, his name is Mac. <laughs> Might be Lionel's son. We gotta do some right. research. So I'm just saying, like there, there, there needs to be, uh, there needs to be some applause given to, to yeah. all those guys because it, it's not exactly a high end roster. Once Devontae hit. His head on the ground. I, I just this this NFL is getting to me. Once he hit his head on the ground and started shaking his head, and they took him out the game. Offense was over. It was oh, done. Correct. It was like correct. it's crazy. You saw. To say. You saw. What he means to that offense, they couldn't get in the end zone. No, they could not get in the end. seven field goals, almost eight. Yes, I mean that's unbelievable. They could not get in the end zone though. And I like how people painted it. Like, oh, Sanders, man, seven field goals. Um, is that a positive? Right, that's not a good thing. Like if no. you're if you're if you've got enough offense to get into field goal range seven times, really eight times, and you come out of there with nant touchdowns, that's trouble. Yeah, that's trouble. So, but no, that 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 was the thing that got to me. I saw yesterday it was just every time we got in, it wasn't the red zone, like high red zone, 30, 35. You just saw that we had nothing for them. 
They did. They blitzed five or six, or they dropped eight. Like they had a Greg put together a scheme and made it dictated everything that O'Shea was going to call, and I hate seeing that because of the fact that, like you're saying, I'm on Brian Flores. I like this coaching staff. I want to move forward when they do have a real roster. But seeing and knowing what's coming and knowing that they had no answer, but that you don't have gets the personnel. To me. It's the personnel that you can't yeah. answer with. You know what I mean? Thing. But when you're when you're dropping eight, you should be able to run that ball straight at them. With Patrick, Patrick Laird. Laird. I yes. mean, come on. I mean, come on. Let's be let's be real about it. Like, you he, had know his, he had two nice runs. I understand that. I'm just saying Patrick Laird. I was telling my wife the story. His nickname is The Intern. You saw this? Yeah. I mean, they, they mistook him for an intern. It's like, I mean, come on. The, the, who's that other dude, that other running back, that uh, Gaskin? Gaskin. He can't him, go anywhere. No, nah, he took him like the sixth or seventh round yeah. this year. Yeah. He's decent. La- Laird is... Laird is a guy that you uh, you keep on the on the special teams. Yeah, I mean he's, he's decent. But he's an energy guy. He's I was, Ronnie Turioff. I was actually looking at last game two weeks ago, and um, who they beat the Eagles, and I was like, damn, Patrick Laird had fourteen touches. Is Patrick Laird up for twenty touches? He's this your game? workhorse. He's, I mean, what does it tell you about the season if Patrick Laird's your workhorse? <laughs> so yes, I'm with you, but I just hate I hate when I know what's about to happen, and I'm sure Chad O'Shea and Flores knows what's about about to happen. But to your point, we have no chess piece. Correct. that can take advantage of what we know Correct. is about to happen. All pawns. We're pawning it up. Where's the bishop? Where's the rooks? <laughs> We're all pawns. <laughs> We're all pawns on this side. Uh, let's get headlines. we got to get to uh, stuff quickly today because Brian Flores is going to address the media soon. Let's get headlines with Solana. The Miami Dolphins fall to 3-10 and 10 with the 22-21 loss of the Jets last night. They're in New York to face the Giants. They're back at New York, back at MetLife to face the Giants next Sunday. Again, Brian Flores will dress the media live at 2.30. You'll hear it live right here on the Hawk and Crowder Show. Okay, Somebody okay. asked me, should they stay in New York? You leave me in New York for a week when I was playing, I have three more <laughs> there's, babies. There's going to be trouble. It's going to be trouble. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on back to South Florida. Take that flight twice. Speaking of the Giants, they host tonight the Eagles. Excuse me. They're on the road in Philadelphia to play the Eagles. Right now, the Eagles, nine-and-a-half-point favorites at home. No, I think I like the Giants in this game. Really? Now, that being said, we got crushed gambling this weekend. Oh, yeah. So. We got whoop. You know what? I need to see the injury report because mm. if Albert stays out, if Devontae stays out, I think I'm with I just feel like I think Philadelphia will win. I just feel like New York will keep it closer than 10 points, 9 points. Oh, you're talking about tonight? Yes. Oh, I thought you were talking no, no, about no, the Eagles no, no. next I'm, week. No, oh, yeah. I'm talking about, uh, Ooh, I'm talking about tonight in Philly. Oh, you got you to talk me into that one. Uh, what else you got, Solana? We got the Heat, who pulled off a really good overtime win. I know, Hawk, you were there in the AAA last night, Tyler Hero, 27 points with the 110 to 105 overtime win to host the Hawks, your team tomorrow at the AAA. <laughs> My guy, man, I should have gone tomorrow. How was that your team? What? How do you have? Wh- I love Trey you Young. Love the Hawks? I love Trey Young. Gets to me still. <laughs> I- <laughs> there we go. There we, we go. have a Hawks sound effect all of a hey, sudden. Remember when we <laughs> we played the Celtics? And what was it? Uh, Jalen Brown, Tatum, and Walker scored 78 points combined. And I was asking, like, could we ever do that? Last night, Hero, Bam, and Jimmy put up 71. I'll tell you, man, Bam looks great. Hero, I mean, when you needed him to take over last night and be lights out dropping threes, dude was doing it. With seven seconds left, down by one, and Jimmy threw him that ball, were y'all scared at all? Nope. Really? Yeah. Because I ain't going to lie. I was like, ugh. 
I loved it because that's why he's there. I mean, that's literally why he's there. But we were up by we, we were down by one. Get a little closer to the like net. Let Jimmy drive to the bucket. Just get a little closer to the net, hero. Uh, what else you got, Solana? The Florida Panthers had a big weekend. Two yes, wins. they did. Two wins over the weekend. First, they beat the Blue Jackets four to one on Saturday. Yesterday, they beat the San Jose Sharks. Tomorrow, they host the Lightning at 7 p.m. from the BB&T Center. Yes, very excited about tomorrow. Nacho Tot Tuesday. I thought you were talking about the game. Oh, no, no, no. Is there a game? Yes. What else you got, Solana? We have some bowl game updates. UM will play Louisiana Tech in the Independence Bowl Let's on go. December 26th. Let's go! Those are lowercase letters. Huh? Let's FIU go. will play Arkansas State in the Camellia Bowl on Camellia. December 26th. Camellia Bowl. Where's that at? I, I think it's uh I, I think it's a female uh isn't that a female body part? The Camellia? Is that are they where are they holding that? They're holding that at the <laughs> oh, Y? No, I touch it. It's at the Crampton Bowl in Montgomery, <laughs> Alabama. Pause up, the Papa. What? The Crampton Bowl. The Crampton Cramp- Bowl. Crampton Bowl? C-R-A-M-T-O-N. Crampton Bowl. Oh, Crampton Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Crampton? I don't know what that is. I don't either. Tim Montgomery. Come on, guys. But is it the Camellia or the Crampton? Well, I, what it's am I... the Camellia Bowl, but it's being played. The stadium name is the Crampton Bowl. Oh, yeah. Those bowl gifts are going to be <laughs> teapots. <laughs> <laughs> what what is Camellia? Camellia. But what it what is Camellia? Like is that a sponsor? Because I yeah. know like in in Boca the the Boca Raton Bowl is the Cherry Bundy yeah. Boca Raton Bowl, the Orange Bowl. I don't know what the Orange Bowl is. I uh, dated a Camellia one time. She was a masseuse. She was terrible, but I kept her around because we were dating. Is is Camellia? It would make sense. I, I would love I to know. date a masseuse. But it, she wasn't good at her job. But oh. she had a job because we were dating, and I think it made me a less a lesser of a player because my masseuse was terrible. Is, is there is that is Camellia the company that sponsors the bowl? No, she was half Puerto Rican. Oh, my bad. Well, Camellia is a plant. I know that. Oh, so it's just the plant bowl. All right. Well, I think that uh, victory over UM got you guys places. You know what they call a plant bowl? A pot. All right, what else you got? <laughs> I'll take some. UF will play Virginia in the Orange Bowl. Yeah, that one I can't make fun of. We're going to be there Wednesday. We're going to be at the Hard Rock Wednesday. It's like Coach's Day and stuff. So uh, yes. Dan Mullen will be there and uh, whoever coaches Virginia. You think he'll sit on my lap during the interview? I bet he will. I want him to. I love that Dan Mullen. And finally, according to a new study, smiles were developed by ancient humans as a way to attract less aggressive mates when trying to have sex. Lie. I don't think smiles were developed. Like I think that's a natural innate uh, because you see babies smile. Yeah, that's innate. So I, I don't know where you're where you're where'd you get that from? Mad Libs. His girlfriend. No, I mean it's it's a new study by my. Right. Uh, it's on my the, the website I use. You know, scientist website. Right. Just things Camellia. you guys would Right. Camellia.com. All right. What else you got? Anything? Yeah. Let's move now to weather. To it is find bro- a least aggressive mate. It doesn't. Like, <laughs> Well, I mean, honestly, you're not honestly, thinking, like, you're, like, you're not thinking about hunters and gatherers. They weren't no, very, but very I'm friendly. I'm telling you, three-year-old babies start to smile, so that like they're not trying to find someone less aggressive. They're, it's just an innate uh, function. Studies don't lie. I mean, you guys are always trying to downplay these studies. You just don't get it. it you're not part of the scientific community. We'll just move on. Okay, boomer. <laughs> right now in South Florida, it is partly cloudy, eight degrees currently. Tonight, the low will drop to seventy-four. I smile a lot, but my wife is violent. <laughs> well, maybe smile more. It didn't work. <laughs> she hits me. Smile more <laughs> or get her something from Beverly's. That's about it for a Miami Monday real quick. Big ups to my guy on Twitter, at Chia Panther. Tweeted at me, at Dan Day Radio. Just heard you on the radio. 
You hope for a day that the University of Coral Gables makes it back to the Orange Bowl game, and I hope to see the day FIU pulls a UCF and makes a New Year's Six Bowl. Touche, my friend. Thanks for tweeting at me. Thank you for listening. Be sure if you missed anything to download the podcast wherever you can for absolutely free, or you can go to our website, wqam.com, radio.com app, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'll be back tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, for another great rendition of the best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.